welcome. We invite you to open up your minds and your hearts. And join us, for I am not that. Liberating the self from the self. And now your hosts, Tezra and Koa. Hi, everybody. Hello, Happy hello. Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Uh, namaste yes. to everyone. Namaste and aloha. And aloha. Yeah. So we are about to, this is our first time doing lives. This is called live streaming, right? Yes. Okay. So this is our first time that we are doing live streaming. A live streaming interview. Oh, period. Yeah, period. Oh, yeah. And we're doing an interview at that. So we're just going for it. Oh, yeah. We're just okay. completely just like, you know, throwing caution to the wind. Yeah. Did you caution? We're going for it. Word. Uh, so I am Tezra. And I'm Koa. And we're the co-host of I Am Not That. Liberating the Self from the Self. This is our podcast, our visual version of the podcast. We do put it on the audio uh platforms as well. But we're having a little bit of a head start before our guest arrives just to introduce ourselves and do what we're going to do before he gets here. So uh, anything you want? To, are we recapping while he's off? Um, we want to do that? Sure, you can recap. Okay. So our last uh, podcast that we recorded for YouTube and for the audio versions was The Land of Make-Believe. Mm. And that is um, kind of sort of, I guess, how it sounds. We were really discussing and getting into how many illusions there are uh, when it comes to this physical life that we live and this third dimension and how we get so caught up into it and we um, can get a little lost in the illusions and really uh, just not stay connected to that energetic consciousness that runs the show. So that was the uh, overall gist of that and how to just kind of be grounded and remind yourself, hey, I am wonderful, beautiful, limitless consciousness. And I don't have to always get so sucked into the world and all these societal things that we get caught up in. Yeah, the, the drama, the dramas of the world and even our own roles and, and uh, labels mm. that are placed on us, roles that we have to assume, you know, in this, in this world, you know, uh, the yoga uh, culture calls us householders because we have to participate in the world. We have to show up in the world. We have to be in the world. And so a lot of roles come with that. We have to be a spouse. We have to be a mom. We have to be um, a daughter or a manager or an artist or, you know, all of these different roles. And so <clears throat> as Cole was saying, you know, the idea is to not get caught up in those because those are the illusions. And, and not to identify with it, but to actually have enough space to where you can objectively see yourself, especially when there's drama taking place. And so what happens is we get so entrammed with the drama that we become the drama and that's where the suffering is. So with the land of make-believe, you can objectively remove yourself, extricate yourself from the drama and then look at it. And then you have can see that, okay, this is what's going on right now, but this is not truly who I am. And if I remember correctly, because it was a little while ago, 
Uh, we were also touching on it's not about just trying to say all oh, this stuff is an illusion and therefore I'm going to just be in this other realm. I'm going to try to be super duper spiritual and get all phony with it that, yes, we are participating in you know, life as we know it. We are participating, but without that aspect of just completely forgetting. Yeah, we it. have a glass of wine, you know. Oh, yeah, there's that. So, yeah. Participating. Yeah. So if you have that, you know, get that. Too. Yeah, feel free. Yeah. Um, so our interview is a little late because our guest of honor, he's actually in Vancouver. And so the timing, uh, he was available at 6.30. So he was asking, would 9.30 be too late for you guys? And we were like, uh, no. No, not at all. We'll see you at 9.30. So yeah, we're good. I'll have uh, one other thing mm -hmm. to throw out there for all of you joining us live. And even if you're joining us after we record this. Uh, we are in New York City, so we are subject to that which, you know, is New York. We have sirens. Harlem, baby. Yeah, we have things. We have people yelling stuff out sometimes. You know, whatever comes up may happen, so let's just flow with it. Yeah. Yes, we are in Harlem, USA. Very lively. Very, um... Uh-oh. What's that? I think our guest has arrived. Is that AJ? Okay, y'all. Yes, it is. Let's do this. I think we're good. All we're right. On. That's what we're doing. We're on uh, but wait, we can't hear him. We can't? Mm -mm. Wait, do I hit this? I think so. Oh, Add yeah. to the asterisk. Yes. Oh. Hi. All right. Yeah. How's it going, guys? <laughs> ah, all right. Welcome. Welcome. So do I need to do anything for mind? Uh, in order... I um, don't think so. But you know mm -hmm. what? I was trying to see. I thought that it, the double screen would come up, but I guess oh, yeah. what it is. That's cool. Okay, perfect, perfect. And 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 how do I share? I mean, if I want to share this stream to my audience or my group, is there a way to do that? Um, do it right now. I don't know if you can do it right now because oh. because it's on our it's on our Zoom account. Got it. Yeah, okay, perfect. That would be so freaking awesome if we could share it to your audience right now. I know because within Zoom, sometimes you have a share button and you can just you know drop the oh, link. Really? And if there was do you see a link on your end that I, that that you can share with me via chat, and I can just you know drop it in to? Oh, I can share that. Yeah, I can share the link in the chat. Exactly. Well, is exactly. it the same one that I sent you? No. I think that is the guest link. Right. Um, I think. Okay, so let me look. Okay, hold okay. on. Okay. Cool. And I'll sh I, you know, and I'll share it uh, as soon as you let me know inside our group, so that people can join in. Oh, that would be so awesome. Yeah. Because if not, it may is be it, just us. Okay. Settings, let me see. No. No, it's not that. Um, so if I invite, let me see. No, no not, not, not more guests. Okay, yeah. no, we don't want more guests. Okay. <laughs> have, you, have you done this before? Have you, have you actually shared this, done this, with, what you're talking about? Can we do a, a nice uh, quick tutorial <laughs> before we get started? For me? Uh, yeah, have you ever, I've, I've never used this. It looks really good, though. I mean, I've not, never okay. used uh, Restream. What I use is StreamYard uh, or Zoom. Oh. Yeah. But you, I mean, we, you know what we could do? Yeah. We could use yours. You know what? The other thing is, uh, so are, is this streaming right now onto your page? Yes. So but then. Somebody's looking right now, so it's fine. I could just, you know, I could just share it from your page, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So how do you do that? Uh, what is the name of your page again? Yogini Tez. Yeah, let me just search for it. Let me just see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Genius. Yeah. You know, and then I can just share, you know, from there. 
So this is this is from your personal personal page. Oh, I see it there. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I I see it now. It says ancestral uh, ancestral amends day Wednesday. Yeah. Is that the one? Okay. Perfect. Let me just quickly um, share it. And you know, no one's watching at the moment, so it's fine, right? Let me. Right. <laughs> cool. 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 Let's do this. Super yeah. excited. Okay. Let me yes. post it into our group. Okay. I hope that's not gonna. Oh, yes, do you yeah. hear that? I hear that. Yeah. The AC. Yeah. Oh. I hear some kind of some kind of sound. Yeah, right? that's AC. Okay. Okay. All right. So we'll, yeah. see. we'll, we'll, be, a, we'll be a tad warm and have better sound quality. We're at the Glam Squad, ready to, you know. Okay. By the way, what is your name, sir? I am Koa. Koa. Nice yeah. to meet you, Koa. Nice to meet you, AJ. Yeah. Yes, AJ. Okay. He's, he's very familiar with you, AJ, because he listens to the podcast too. Yes. Oh, really? Thank yeah. you so much. And you know, it's so wonderful that you guys are also doing this podcast. I love the background that you have. Really nice and psychedelic in the back. Yeah. And um, so it's so wonderful to connect with both of you. I mean, I connect with Tez for our Zoom sessions. Yeah. It's nice to connect you, connect with you as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah I'm, I'm joining the action tribe. I like it. I, you know, I love it. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So, I want to welcome you and I want to go ahead and get started and dive right in. And whoever joins us, you know, the more the merrier. Um, so, yeah. So, welcome to AJ. Uh, AJ is a certified breathwork instructor and he loves using ancient yoga breathing, breathing practices, pranayama with rhythmical brainwave music and guided journeying to help people calm their mind, relax their nervous system, experience deep states of bliss, and ultimately discover their life's purpose. He is also a host and founder of the podcast, My Seven Chakras, a podcast that has received over 4.3 million downloads in over 150 countries. After completing an MBA at the University of British Columbia, he realized that he didn't want to take the traditional route, but instead embark on an entrepreneurial journey based on helping modern people access ancient wisdom. Over the years, he has accumulated skills and experiences in breathwork, qigong, energy healing, and other practices that have transformed his life and those of others. And I will say that AJ was also my inspiration to really get the podcast up and going. Really? Yes. That is amazing. And you're doing such an amazing job. So I highly commend you for that. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you. Well, you were such a great role model to follow. So you're a great example. And Uh also um, he is my first breathwork instructor. So I have started doing breathwork, which is guys, if you haven't done breathwork, I highly, highly recommend it. It is amazing. It's transformative. It just really brings you deeper, um, sinking into yourself more. It's it's amazing. And I had a wonderful session this past Sunday. It was it was really good. Yeah, that's awesome. I I have been invited to join my wife yep. to do breathwork to, to to do yours because I have done, I guess, a right. version of breathwork, but I right. have not experienced how you do it. And so I would love to join her. And yeah. We, oh really yeah, we get it, it in yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, something amazing happens when you mix uh, breath with some music as well as people, right? Um, conspire is a very 
popular term these days, but if you think about conspire, what it really means is con. Con means together and spirare means to breathe. Yeah. And so that's what our ancient elders did as well, right? Come together, sing together, breathe, heal together, and do stuff together, not alone, isolated in your own home, right? That's mm -hmm. the goal. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. Yeah, so that, yeah. was a, that was a wonderful session. So, um, so we want to start to delve into AJ's world here. And, uh, and if you would, just give us, you know, a little snippet of your humble beginnings, like where your childhood started and, you know, how to, what led you to this type of work? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I was born and brought up in Mumbai, which is a city uh, on the west of India. It's a coastal city. And uh, I just recently got to know more about this. But since month three, after I was born, I had a lot of wheezing. So respiratory condition where I was not really able to breathe properly. And so, you know, I have a lot of memories where it was a very traumatic situation where, you know, the panic would strike at any point where I would feel this really difficulty in breathing and I would gasp for air. And, you know, I was drugged most of the time because I had these medicines and these inhalers and stuff like that. So that was the hard part of my childhood. I was brought up by a beautiful uh, uh, household. So my mom is Christian. My dad is a Hindu. And so growing up, I was, you know, exposed to different ways of thinking and understanding how the universe operates both through Christianity. So I would go to the church whenever my mom would go and I would go to the temple as well. And so that sort of, in a way, opened up my mind made me open to new ideas, new concepts, new ways of thinking and believing. Uh, and I think that was one of the seeds that laid it down in my life, made me want to start a podcast and go deeper into this healing practice and understanding what our ancient elders really did and how, more importantly, we can use this in our own life to reduce stress, heal and, and transform. So that was, that was one of the seeds. Uh, I'd say a combination of having these challenges while breathing and also being open to various ways of connecting with the universe and the Tao. So that's very interesting because I, that, I was wondering that. I was like, I don't know if he was brought up in the yogic tradition or the Hindu mm. tradition, which is kind of close. But then yeah. to find out that your mother was Christian mm. and your father was Hindi. That is really interesting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, spiritual uh, irony, uh, having so much trouble breathing and just to lead to leading breath work. Uh, right. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, I find that life comes a whole circle sometimes. Uh, it's funny that I had such a hard time breathing. I wish that they taught breathing in school, mm -hmm. uh, but unfortunately they didn't. Uh, I still remember there was this one doctor who once sat me down and told me and taught me really how to breathe slowly and consciously. And I think that was one of the uh, seeds as well that mm -hmm. over the years allowed me to let go of wheezing. And thank God I don't have that condition right now. Uh, but it just got me thinking about how important and significant breath work is when people think about breath work. They're like, yeah, sure. I breathe, man. That's normal. I don't need to think about it. <laughs> But no, when you, when you really consciously take control of your breathing, when you breathe in, it's inspirar in the Latin language. So you get inspiration, you get ideas, you get uh, energy, and expirar means to breathe out. 
and in the form of breath work that we do, which draws from yoga, you breathe out and you hold your breath. And when you hold your breath, you have so many changes that your body does within and sort of your inner healer uh, takes over. Uh, yeah, that's when the magic gonna, starts. <laughs> yeah, I want you to really dive deep into breath work a little later on yeah. in, um, in our interview. But uh, I think Mr. Koa here has a question for uh, you. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I have uh, one, one or two for you. Um, yeah, well, so as uh, uh, Tess was saying about, you know, how many people you've reached with your podcast, clearly yeah. you're a huge inspiration in the spiritual community. So I'm wondering um, who was your inspiration before you kind of, I guess, blew up, so to speak, or got, you know, before your, 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 your listening base grew so large, who was your inspiration mm -hmm. when you were first starting and who inspires you still today after the fact? That's such a wonderful question. Um, I still remember when I, my first job was in retail and I was working at Bose Corporation, so selling high-end equipment and the products were great, but the job was you know, I had a lot of challenges because I was standing all the time, eating food at odd hours. And all of that really, that lifestyle took a toll on me because I was working on weekends as well, coming home really late. So it started to take a toll on me. And uh, at that point, I discovered people like Brian Tracy, um, Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. Les Brown. Mm -hmm. And I used to download these tracks on my phone. Uh, that was sort of just the start of the evolution of how much stuff you can store on your phone, right? And so on the way back from work, maybe at about 10, 30, 11, I would switch off my MP3 player or my phone and I would just listen to these amazing ideas from Tony Robbins and Les Brown. Um, and that sort of really inspired me and got me thinking about the possibilities of life, that it's not about where you are right now, it's about where you're going to go. And sometimes we let our you know, past hold us back uh, opportunities that we didn't take, mistakes that we made, habits that we couldn't get rid of, or people that betrayed us. And that sort of inspired me to look forward rather than look back. I still remember one of my favorite quotes by Les Brown was, when life knocks you down, make sure you fall on your back, mm -hmm. because if you can look up, you can get up. Mm -hmm. um, and so that lit a fire in me, and I was like, I want to learn more. And I started with Tony Robbins, and then I started listening to other people's podcasts. So I listened to this podcast uh, by Tim Ferriss, uh, John Lee Dumas, Pat Flynn. So a variety of people. And what I liked about Tim Ferriss was he was sort of like the human guinea pig. And so he had these goals, but he would not just believe them uh, just by reading a book. He would experiment on them and try them and find it out for himself whether these worked or not. And if it worked, great. And if it didn't work, he would just consider it an experiment. Uh, and I think sometimes we really take our failures very personally, like we are a failure. No, it's just an experiment. If it didn't work out, then find out, you know, what are the numbers telling you or try to detach the results from who you are, because who are, who, who am I? That's, that's the journey that I'm still on, right? I don't know who am I. <laughs> so. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the journey that we well, spiritual people who are on the spiritual path, mm. I think that that's the journey to find yeah. out who we really are. That's true. Because like you said, you know, when we have a failure, mm. we tend to identify as that failure mm. rather than seeing it as, oh, okay, so that was an interesting experiment that didn't really work out too well. 
Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's wonderful. Uh, being yeah. on the journey of finding out who we really are. Yeah. And, um, now, when you were being introduced to all these different podcasts, was your breath work still like in your awareness or were you so caught up in, you know, the world of in retail and your job and the day to day wrote? Mm. Or was breath work still part of that for you? Uh, great question. No, breath work wasn't a part of my life at that point, at least in, in the way it is right now. Uh, the first time I came across um, energy was when I was very stressed out. I had a lot of anxiety and I was looking for a way to, to heal. Uh, so I tried meditation or at least the traditional form of meditation, which is silent contemplation. Uh, but it didn't come naturally to me because I had no experience prior to that. I know being in India, you might expect I'm really good at meditation or I'm really good at yoga, but no. Uh, <laughs> Deep down, I think uh, Indians had uh, a fascination for the West. And sometimes you tend to forget your own gifts, right? Which are in your own country. And so for whatever reason or the other, meditation did not come naturally to me. But I went on YouTube and somehow I uh, was fascinated by the chakras. But also I came across a chakra visualization. So I lay down on bed and I started focusing and visualizing on these different orbs of different colors and breathing in a certain way, just doing the guided meditation. And so within 10 minutes, I experienced a shift. Uh, that shift was like a very tangible experience because I knew that this was not my imagination. It was mm -hmm. something real. I couldn't fathom what it was because it didn't make sense at all. It was so energetic and it felt, I could feel that shift all, all across my body. Mm -hmm. And so that is how, you know, I started my spiritual practice and slow, slowly but surely I came across Qigong. I came across yoga, but I was not, you know, all in, so to speak. I was, I was doing it here and there and it, it benefited me. But then when I started my podcast, I came across these guests who had these different practices and, you know, slowly but surely with every episode, I became closer and closer to finding my own practice. Um, and then somewhere down the line, I came across breathwork as well. You know, that's interesting because when I was, I had embarked on my spiritual path a couple of years ago, but I only yeah. recently got into podcasts about like maybe a year, year and a half ago. And yeah. believe it or not, your podcast was the first one that drew me. Yeah. I was looking in the spiritual category and I was looking at different things and I was like, yeah. ah, this is not really grabbing me. This is not. But when I saw my seven chakras, I was like, ooh, that looks good. Right. And, uh, and it's such a great podcast because you have such a variety of different spiritual angles, mm -hmm. you know, that you keep it really fresh and yeah. even stretch our understanding or stretch our challenges of what we believe, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, you really like, you know, push the envelope and it's, it's yeah. really great. It's really great. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why uh, maybe people like my podcast is because when I bring a guest on the show, I try to think, will I have a great conversation with these people or with this person, right? Uh, we, can we be friends or can we have a coffee? I try to make it as real and authentic as possible um, because I just want to be me and they be them. Because I know that once we have a genuine conversation where we're laughing and having fun, mm -hmm. then the audience can sense it. They can detect it. Mm -hmm. And that's what really gravitates them to wanting to listen to another episode. 
Um, sometimes I might do an um and an ah, and I might make a mistake and I might mispronounce something. But I think that's part of uh, having a podcast is to have a genuine, authentic, real conversation. So Right, because we're not watching the news. You're not watching the news. Well, no. yeah. We're watching. It's not mainstream. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'd like to uh, just double back a little. I mean, I did write some things down. I was like, I have these things I'm going to ask, but you touching on that that experience in meditation, I, I would like mm -hmm. to double back on that yeah. um, because I also had, I remember a first experience where it was very tangible and it went from right. this, this thing that my parents drag me to or I go to or I, I you know, I see people, you know, swaying and chanting and all this stuff. And I, and I, as a, as a teenager, yeah, I'm very skeptical. So I couldn't really grasp if it was like just something in your mind. You know, you just, mm. you know, you're just having this little trip inside your mind. Very until true. an actual experience where I, I took the advice of the guru that 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 talked about how to focus all your different attentions on that divinity aspect. So I wasn't distracted. I had I had to put all my focuses on this. What, what, yep. what he said, and all of a sudden I started feeling literal vibrations and, and, and things moving around. And that was my first experience where I said, oh, wait a minute, there's something to this shit. Like there's really like, it really does something besides it's just something in my head to imagine. So mm -hmm. I, I say all that to say, um, maybe would you just kind of expound on, on, on that for people who have been trying to meditate, but they get distracted easily, or they're, they, they, they think it's like, is this mind over matter? Or is it, is it, is it even real? Like to maybe right. you know, draw them in even more so that there is actually more to it. Absolutely. And I think, especially nowadays, when we have access to social media and YouTube, uh, the average audience is not stupid, right? We have access to so many different forms of media and we have access to information. And so when we're talking about meditation or talking about breath work, it's really important to build the narrative of why, like, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. What's the research behind this? Mm -hmm. What's the science behind this? Why should I do this? Or why should I do that? And I think it's very relevant because once somebody knows the why, they're going to be like, let's do it. Because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, so one simple example. <laughs> Yeah. So one simple example, and this is something, uh, this is probably the example that people really love and enjoy is that, you know, we've got this autonomic system, right, in our body that is responsible for a variety of uh, functions like uh, our heartbeat, our uh, uh, hormonal regulation, our endorphins, our chemicals, our blood pressure and all these things. And for the most part, it's autonomic or we've been told that it's you know, autonomic. Uh, and so way back when, maybe like 20,000, 30,000 years back when our elders were in the grasslands and they saw a lion or a tiger, that's when the autonomic system, the, the sympathetic nervous system would get activated, the fight or flight, because you can't be there and really analyze, is this lion a good natured lion or a bad natured lion? <laughs> What's the motive behind this lion? Is this lion really going to eat me or not? You can't have those discussions. All the energy and has to go to the hands and legs and you got to dart from there, right? And, and so, but, but after 30 minutes, after 40 minutes, hopefully if you're still alive and away from that lion, <laughs> Then, then your 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 system needs to switch off. You can't have stress all the while, right? And so your parasympathetic nervous system takes over, um, which is your rest and digest, so that your energy can be focused on your uh, uh, you know 
on your healing and getting good quality sleep, as well as on your thought, your thinking functions, your cognitive functions, which is your processing, visioning, planning, and all that stuff. Uh, but and that and that used to happen back in the day. But right now, because that quote unquote lion is not a lion in front of us, that lion could be mm. our boss or our schedules yeah. or somebody that's bullying us at work or in school. That thing is always there uh, or maybe some someone who's trolling our social media feeds right yeah uh, and that stress is chronically in our lives so now more than ever in the midst of this crazy pandemic we need a way to switch off that chronic stress response switch on our rest and digest system so how do we do that well uh, the ancient practices tell us that by just extending our exhales you activate the vagus nerve, which is the longest nerve from the brainstem going all the way down, throat, connecting your chest, connecting your diaphragm, connecting your stomach. When you stimulate your vagus nerve, it sends a harmonizing signal all across your body, telling it to rest and digest. Mm -hmm. And when you hum, it amplifies that. So you deep breath in. And so the humming also really activates the rest and digest system. And this is not just me telling you. Firstly, there's loads of research and peer-reviewed studies that confirm this. And secondly, this takes two minutes. So you can try it out and you'll notice the difference. And going back to the why, it's so important to talk about the why before you, you know, suggest some, some meditation or breath work, right? Wow. Oh, wow. Thank, yeah. Thank you. Well, that's a great intro, a little a great segue into uh, breath work. Right. So um, breath work, I want you to talk about, first of all, how does it connect us to our spiritual power? Like, how does it empower us spiritually? Yeah. Um, so if you could just start to kind of expound on breath work and go a little deeper more right. to your, your, your breath work. Yeah. I mean, there are so many ways to answer this question in terms of how does it connect us to our spirit, uh, right? If we are studying spirituality, we know that the only powerful moment that we have is right now. Not the future, because that moment has not come yet. And not the past, because that moment is already gone. The only truth is right now. And when you breathe consciously, without jerking, without forcing, but really engaging your entire body, engaging your diaphragm and your stomach, you can't help but come to the present moment. And so if you're in the present moment, you feel that sense of peace of mind, that bliss um, and that joy. And that's one way in which breathwork allows you to really come to the present moment, no matter what you're worried about that has happened in the past, or maybe you're anxious about something that might or might not happen in the future. So breathwork has this way of, you know, bringing us back to the present moment. Now, our ancient yogis, elders, sages, you name it, they did a lot of experimentation. And one of the reasons why I like yoga, tantra, Ayurveda is has a very scientific approach in the sense that they were trying to use their bodies as the laboratory and try to figure out how can I replicate the same result mm. using the same techniques again and again. And so I see uh, a lot of people trying to do meditation, right? And maybe they find it hard to really control the thoughts in their head because we have 72,000 thoughts per day. And it's hard to really try to manage the thoughts because the moment you think you've captured the thoughts, it's left you or another thought has come by. And so if you look at the 
the the path of yoga it has it's an eightfold path right it's ashtanga and in the eighth steps towards uh, self realization meditation actually comes number 7 or number 6 so meditation learning how to control your thoughts is actually a pretty advanced practice by itself and what they prescribed is before you attempt to control your thoughts why don't you try to control your body which is the yoga asana Uh-huh. why don't you try to control your breath because which is pranayama. pranayama why don't you try to control your senses right uh and and that kind of makes sense it's easier to control your breath compared to controlling your thoughts it's easier to control your body compared to controlling your thoughts but when you control your body you can control your mind when you control your breath you can control your mind and so you're making your way step by step into becoming a more astute practitioner of yoga but also ultimately working towards that samadhi which is a realization that you and me we're not different we are one we're together we are part of this wonderful uh, universe this dao uh, but we can't just talk about it we have to experience it <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah, that is so awesome. Um because that is what uh, the biggest platform of our podcast is is mm. bringing people into the awareness of how powerful they are. And yeah. so when we were inviting you on and you so graciously accepted, um I was like breathwork would be a great thing to introduce to our audience members that mm. they're not already aware of it because yeah. that's just a tool yeah. that can bring you closer to the awareness of your spiritual self and and to be able to reach in your bag and grab that tool whenever you know as necessary. Uh Very so true. if you would go through um I know Nadi Shodhana is the alternative nostril breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can you just take us through that so that our audience can take away something an actual breathing exercise? Sure. I mean, uh I could talk a little bit about the alternative nostril breathing first if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we can, you know, go into it, but alternative nostril breathing. breathing. Is that called is that also nasal breathing or is that something different? Well, it's it's uh, kind of the same thing. Nasal breathing is just the idea that it's uh better to breathe through your nose because of so many Uh, benefits that one can accrue as opposed to breathing from your mouth which uh, can be challenging because it leads to uh, over oxidization of your organs and can lead to cellular damage uh, but alternative nostril breathing uh, is based on the idea that um, now research is also finding that throughout our throughout the day um, our, both our nostrils are never fully open you might notice one nostril is slightly blocked the other one is slightly open mm-hmm. and this sort of you know criss crosses every 90 minutes mm-hmm. uh, if you look at the uh, the yogic texts you will notice that each nostril is responsible for a certain aspect of our being mm-hmm. uh, because the right nostril is connected to the left brain the left nostril is connected to the right brain so the right nostril has to do with logic uh, uh, analytics and straightforward thinking the left nostril connected to the right brain has to do with creativity emotions um and 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 that that side of uh, of the way and so by just ensuring that you're breathing through both nostrils you are essentially balancing both hemispheres and both parts of your body both the left and the right um and also you are accessing and becoming more and more ambidextrous mm. uh and that's amazing because 
Growing up, we are told that we are either more left brain or we are more right brain. But we know uh, through geniuses like Michelangelo and all those other Renaissance painters that true genius is unlocked when we become ambidextrous. And so in a way, when we do this alternative nostril breathing, not only do we relax within a few minutes, but we're also balancing both hemispheres of our body and uh, experiencing alignment in that sense. And so, you know, one way to do this is to just place your uh, middle finger on your third eye and then using the ring finger and the thumb to block either nostril. And the way you could do it is inhale from the left nostril, hold, close left nostril, exhale from the other. In once again, out the other. Fully in, close, out the other. In through the nose. Hold, let it go. And so, you know, just doing this exercise for about a minute or so really has the effect of yes. aligning, balancing. And sometimes, you know, when we do these sessions, people are like, I, I got something in my nose. Let me clear my nose out. Yes. And that's a good thing, actually, because you're allowing all the debris, all the stuff that is collected in your nose over the day to really clear out, which comes back to the nasal breathing. And I can talk, talk about that whenever you're ready. But that was the idea behind alternative nostril breathing. Yeah, that was great. And I was just thinking, oh, Tez, maybe you shouldn't have asked for that for that exercise in the middle of an interview because now I feel like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's <laughs> so relaxing and you can actually feel the balance. Can you feel it? No, I definitely felt the relaxation. And I also could tell that my creative side was far more clogged and blocked than the logic side right now. I was like, oh, wait a minute. One is more clear than the other. So, so yeah. what do you do? Like, this is that that great that came up. You know, that what do you do if one really feels more clogged and you're trying to do this exercise where you're switching, but mm. one is like, and the other one uh, is flowing very well. Yeah, uh, actually, you know, there's this book by James Nestor called Breath, and he talks about loads of research that relates to this, and he suggests they're doing more research now, but they're suggesting that people who have schizophrenia might have one nostril more active, which is their creative side, which is why they're so creative and they're literally seeing people or identities. Uh, and so there's, there's, there's research around that where they're encouraging them to breathe from the other nostril to become more logical, to become more analytical, to become more rational, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what to do if one nostril seems blocked? Well, uh, holding your breath is a very powerful technique when you hold your breath, then it has a way of really releasing your nostrils and your nasal cavity, allowing you to breathe once again. So wow. holding your breath has numerous benefits. And this is just the tip of the iceberg is that holding your breath allows you to, it, it, it sort of allows you to dilate your uh, you know, nasal passages, allowing you to breathe once again. Uh, but holding your breath after a few minutes of conscious breathing, what it does is it allows you to increase your energy. And that's something a lot of people are looking for, right? Mm -hmm. uh, especially at about 3.30 to 4.30 age, people feel drowsy, tired, fatigued. Okay. Yeah. 
And the idea behind this is just, just because you're breathing, it doesn't mean you're getting energy. Because when you breathe in, you take in the oxygen. The oxygen goes into your hemoglobin inside your blood. Now, the way energy is created is inside your cellular mitochondria. When the oxygen mixes with the glucose, there's a chemical reaction leading to the energy creation with carbon dioxide and water vapor. But the oxygen when you breathe in is actually going to your hemoglobin and it binds to it. It sticks to it. Okay. It has to actually come out of the hemoglobin, has to enter the mitochondria. So how do you do that? Well, you could do that by breathing slowly and allowing the carbon dioxide to build up in your bloodstream. And when the carbon dioxide builds up, there's an effect called the Bohr's effect where the oxygen ejects and goes into your mitochondria. Right? And so a lot of people, if you breathe out, you're letting out all the carbon dioxide, which is why when we do the breath work, we are breathing out as if we are breathing out through a straw, letting out the breath, but slowly, which allows the carbon dioxide to build up, allowing the oxygen to eject and go into your mitochondria for energy production. Oh, wow. So that's one way, but you can also hold your breath. So full inhale, letting go, and hold and we try to extend our exhalations okay so, good. so the the your breath is you're saying it's it's most productive after the exhale not holding your breath after the inhale necessarily is there there a- are different there are different types of breath holds one is the when you fully ex- exhale and you hold that is called the nishesh rechak kumbak but there's another version of um you know holding your breath where we inhale and we hold as well. So, you know, both do have its benefits. But if your goal is to really let out that oxygen and experience the benefits of brief intermittent hypoxia, and I can talk to what that exactly means, mm-hmm. that's when it's better to exhale and hold. Okay. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, let's go uh, to the nasal breathing and you can expound sure. on that and then we can go to the intermittent hypoxia and then, you know, sure. just... Do your thing. Sure. This is so much fun, right? I mean, yes. there's so yes. much research and, so and, and science. It's very fascinating. And the, the beauty is that this is not for uh, an elite performer or an athlete. This is for everyone who was listening at home, whether you're a teacher or a nurse or you're a grandparent, everyone is going to benefit from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, why nasal breathing? The thing is that I think from an evolution standpoint, our nose is designed for respiration and our mouth is designed for eating. Mm. But unfortunately, a lot of people use their mouth for breathing in. And they've done a lot of research and they've looked at skulls from 10,000 years back and they've looked at skulls from you know maybe 50 years back. And they've noticed that this habit of breathing in and out through the mouth has actually affected our entire jaws, our teeth as well, leading to crowding of teeth. And any dentist would be able to tell you, and they say, you know, breathe in and out through your nose. Now, when you breathe in through your nose, what happens is multiple things. Firstly, you have these filters in your nose that really protect you from the pathogens and the bacteria and the virus that might be trying to enter your nose. So that's that's one line of defense. Secondly, when you're breathing in through your nose, it really warms up the air and prevents uh, the air from going down your lungs and irritating, causing irritation. So it warms it up, allows it to get into the blood. The third thing is something that a lot of people don't know, which is when you breathe in through your nose, there's something called nasal nitric oxide that's created. Now, nasal nitric oxide is the first line of defense 
or in this case, second line of defense against these harmful pathogens. Because the nitric oxide, as soon as the bacteria comes in contact, it is going to destroy it. Mm-hmm. And so that doesn't happen in the mouth. Nasal nitric oxide also allows your lungs to decrease in blood pressure, facilitating the diffusion of oxygen into the blood much more effectively. Mm. Nasal nitric oxide, when you breathe in through your nose, your oxygen actually goes uh, to your cells for energy production and the efficiency is 16 times as much as your mouth. So you feel like you're breathing in more oxygen, but the truth is when you're breathing in through your nose, you're getting even more oxygen into where it's actually needed for energy production. So that's that's why all of us should breathe in through our nose. And it's easy, right, during the day to consciously, you know, close our mouth. But what happens, what happens at night? Which is why I've been taping my mouth <laughs> at, at night. I literally put like a tape. Uh, yeah. and, and it's been helping me a lot. So That's amazing. What? Now, I'm going to leave you here. I'm going to be right. Yeah, let me get the a cord so we don't lose uh, power. And this okay. is amazing. So Cool, cool. So, so with that, with the taping of the mouth, okay, just a sidebar question that Mm. to think about sleep apnea, a lot of people, they breathe through their mouth. So how would that affect that? What would, oh yeah. Um, so breathing through the mouth is directly responsible for snoring. Yeah. Responsible for sleep apnea responsible for a lot of people. If you notice, they wake up at night, they're feeling very thirsty, right? Uh, They want to go to the washroom as well. So you would think, why would I wake up in the morning, like maybe 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning? I want water, which suggests that my body needs hydration, but at the same time, my body is letting go of water. It doesn't quite make sense, right? Well, the thing is that when you breathe in through your mouth, what is happening firstly is that your sleep cycle is getting affected, which means you're not really getting good quality sleep. Right? So when you're, not, when, you're not, when you're not getting good quality sleep, what happens is, I think it's the pituitary, which is the secretor of many uh, different types of hormones like endorphins and adrenaline and things like that. Now, one of the chemicals that it releases is called vasopressin. Now, vasopressin, the role of that chemical is the regulation of the water in the kidney. So when you're experiencing sleep apnea, you're not getting enough vasopressin being secreted that affects the regulation of water from your kidney, which means that the kidney is releasing water, right? Because through urine or the need to do urine, but also because you're breathing in from your mouth, you're feeling dry, you're feeling parched. And so you need water. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that, and that's just one of the things, right? Uh, but there are many more reasons why we need to really breathe in and out through the nose, especially at night. And for those who want to try it out, I would say, don't put a duct tape. That's what I did on day one. <laughs> yeah, you know, because some people might do it, right? Uh, but what I do is I put a 3M surgical micropore tape lightly on my mouth, a small part that is subconsciously training my mind to breathe in and out through my nose. And so the quality of sleep I've noticed has improved. Okay. So where you may not wake up in the middle of the night like you would typically would if, you know, you were sleeping, you know, normally, which the mouth may come open and. Correct. Yeah. But I I never had that issue. Like I I would not wake up at night, but I know a few people do. I did notice that I do snore. So hopefully that is being sorted out. (laughs) Wonderful. Okay. So then, um, 
let's talk about uh, the, what did you call it? The, um, where you suspend the breath, the intermittent yeah. hypoxia. Yeah, brief intermittent hypoxia. Yeah. Yeah. So this is one of the most fascinating topics in, I think, medical science right now, um, which is what is brief intermittent hypoxia, right? So growing up, we are told that oxygen is what we need. We need a lot of oxygen. But the truth is that the relationship between oxygen and carbon dioxide is just like yin and yang. You need the balance of both. Mm -hmm. And so the story goes that in 1930s, which is before World War II, uh, in the erstwhile Soviet Union, there was these uh, Russian scientists that had one major challenge and they were trying to find a solution to it. And the challenge was that the Air Force pilots back in those days used to travel in an open cockpit, right? And so they would go up to 17,000 to 20,000 feet. And when they would go there, obviously at that height, the oxygen is very low. And so they were wondering, how do we get these people acclimatized to that low levels of oxygen, because obviously it was affecting their health. And so they did a lot of research. And some of the solutions that they came up with was firstly taking them up the mountain and making them camp for days together so that they get used to that low level of oxygen. Number two, they would create these hyperbaric chambers where the level of oxygen was actually low. And they also had these gas mixtures that they would give these uh, pilots all for the reason to get them used to that low level of oxygen at those high altitudes. Mm. Now, obviously, the, the Air Force pilots got used to it, but what they noticed was a slew of other big benefits. First thing they noted was that the body responds wonderfully when it notices that the level of oxygen is low. So the body is always trying to you know, keep us alive, right? And so the body overcompensates by increasing the red blood cells and the hemoglobin in your body when it noticed that the oxygen is, is, is low for a short period of time. Now, the benefit for you and the athletes, especially those that go high up in the altitude and train at low levels of oxygen, when these athletes come to you know, normal surface uh, level of oxygen with, with an abundance of oxygen, they have a higher capacity to carry oxygen because they've got more red blood cells. They have a higher capacity for generating that energy on the track field, mm. on the basketball court that other athletes do not have. And so especially in the midst of the drug crackdown that's happening now, this is that advantage that they can have where they wear masks or they go high up and train in low levels of oxygen. Uh, and also one other benefit is just because you're putting yourself in this positive stress situation, you're becoming more resilient. You're becoming stronger mentally. Your brain is creating more neural pathways. And so you know, you're becoming, you're, you're building endurance, you're building stamina, which is not just good for an athlete, but for everybody around the world that could benefit from more energy, more stamina, more endurance. So that is, uh, that is the, uh, the, the condition of brief intermittent hypoxia, where for a short period of time, you are lowering the level of oxygen, increasing the level of, level of carbon dioxide, which leads to uh, these benefits. And yoga tells us that you don't need to have these high um, you know, this expensive equipment, you can do it yes by holding your breath for a short period of time. That is so amazing. Wonderful. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really is. I mean, it, it's kind of like even um, when you were just talking about the difference between breathing into the nose versus the mouth. Yeah. Uh, it's just like 
it was kind of reminding me of how, you know, I, I was jokingly thinking to myself in terms of divinity, like, wow, somebody really put a lot of thought into this. Like, it, it works so amazingly. And yeah. you know, it's, it's usually us that start, you know, using our, what do you want to call it, free will to start messing things up. But if things, yeah. you know, flow naturally, they really have this just a uh, complete perfection almost to it, like the way that things work, like the way you said, you know, the benefits of breathing through the nose, which is more by design and your mouth is made for eating, but we just, we yeah. just whatever. And, you know, we reap the benefits of that or, or the repercussions of that, I should say. Uh, for sure. That's actually, that's really amazing though. That is. So I, I look forward to the breath work. Uh, even, oh my even, God. <laughs> even more so, yeah. Cause I, I, I can hear her in the room. I, I, I'm, I'm doing other things. Yeah. <laughs> and I hear these things. I'm like, what is she right. doing in there? But yeah, now I'm definitely- Yeah, the I'm rhythmic breathing and- Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Um, it's fascinating that, you know, people are able to see colors, people are able to notice sensations. It feels like collectively we are accessing a state or an intelligence that is not available to us in normal life. If you know what I mean, we, we're, we're getting somewhere. I don't know what it is, but we're getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I definitely had that experience on, on, on Sunday because I'm not one of these people that when I meditate, right. I see things and I see colors and I see, I'm not one of those people. And I just had to come to know that and accept hmm. that. But Sunday, there was had a very different breath work session yeah. uh, to where when we were doing the intermittent, um, intermittent uh, the brief intermittent hypoxia. Yeah, I actually like the colors that came. It was so fun that I almost forgot that I was holding my breath. Mm. Like I literally yeah. just sat, sat there and held my breath, you know, because it really right. take me to a different altered state. It was it's wonderful. Yeah, now she says sure. she says that you know oh I, I I'm not that one to experience this and that and right. I'm, you know I, I think that everybody finds their own path and there is no yeah. the experience to have like when you have this you know you're on the way it's not about that but right. if you continue practicing different things enough different techniques enough experiences will blossom in your own way in your own you know so she keeps yeah. that, but I know that you know she's just opening the door wider and wider. And it's just beautiful, you know, you know, to see us both just moving up the uh, spiritual evolution ladder. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, as human beings, we tend to compare. Right. Mm -hmm. And if we tend to compare between one person and the other in terms of cars and houses, that extends to spirituality, too. <laughs> right. Hey, I saw this multidimensional being. <laughs> I'm better. Or, you know, I get these nudges or I see these synchronicities, 11, 11, mm -hmm. you know, you feel like that person is more ascended, but that's not the truth. I think, right. you know, the point of spirituality is that's like just, that's just a byproduct, right? Yeah. That's just yeah. the byproduct of spirituality. The truth is unconditional love. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the goal of spirituality is to get to a point where you're able to radiate and shine love, not because you want it in return, but because that's who you are. Yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yes. Oh, that's you. your nature of shining love because you have an abundance of it. You don't need something. You can, you'd love it, but you don't, you don't need it. That's just who you are. Oh my God. Oh. That's such a, AJ, Thank that you. was such a beautiful, like wrap to this whole thing. You just wrap that up so perfectly and pretty a package. It's I hard though. It's easy to say that. that. <laughs> that was so that was so perfect. That's amazing. Right. Yeah, and yeah, we and we do you have to we, we have to practice some time management because we can just 
keep going on and on and, and the conversation will just naturally go where it goes but i definitely want oh, absolutely. to ask a couple of things before we we wrap up but did you want For to sure. yeah, so i was going to say aj is such a pro that you know again you're such a role model an example because mm-hmm. it's like you're such a pro in how you navigate your show and how you build out your show that it's just like thank it's you a great learning tool to not only yeah. is it does it uh spiritually feed me but it's also mm. a learning tool as a new pro- a podcaster so yeah. We're just getting started. Yeah. 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 So I did want to um, ask you about, um, uh, like, you, you do this very often. You're always, you know, having a new show and you have yeah. guests. And and so perhaps it's just, it feeds you and, and, and you just love what you do. But do you ever get burnt out? Do you ever have, like, you know, tomorrow's whatever, Thursday, tomorrow, and I have this thing at three, and I, oh, I just don't even feel up to it. Like, do you ever get burnt out? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you stay passionate about the work, even if you have those moments where you're ready just to take a break, or, you know, do you... Do you that's you- such a good question. Yeah, that's such a good question, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, as creators and individuals, we need to keep asking this question, why, 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 right? Like, I'm doing this, but am I just doing it mindlessly mindlessly, or am I getting something from it? Like, And, and that question is really powerful because that question is what I asked uh, earlier this year, actually. And I asked myself, I'm doing these, all these podcasts, but it's not like I'm making six figures or seven figures. I'm not, you know, I don't have that mention. Um, you know, it's like, why am I doing this? Or, you, you know, it's okay. I've crossed 4 million downloads, but I haven't crossed 10 million downloads, you know? And I'm, and, and I'm like, you know, why am I doing this? Right. Uh, and I'm, and I keep doing these interviews and episodes and duh, 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 you know, sometimes you get stuck in a rut and, and a routine. Uh, and I really did a lot of journaling and, and, and dug deep into my soul. And, and what I got to know was I don't have to do it. I get to do it. Mm. you know I, I don't really have to do anything like you and I we don't have to do anything right. but we get to do it and why do we get to do it is because I draw um, healing and energy and inspiration from the conversations that I have and the more genuine conversations I have the more fulfilling it's going to be for me and that sort of re-emphasize the importance of having you know, the right people on my show, not people who are New York Times bestsellers particularly, right. you know, I don't necessarily have those people. They're great and they're wonderful. I met some amazing people, but people who have love in their hearts and have something to share. And, you know, you know, there are different types of guests that I interview on my show. And some guests after the show, boom, done. That's it. We probably might not meet in the future, but there are some guests after the show, they'll be like, Hey, AJ, how's it going, man? Where are you from? Like, which, which city are you from? Like, how, how, how long have you been doing this? How can I support you? Or, you know, let's keep in touch. Let's collaborate. I love those kind of people because mm-hmm. those people are wanting to build a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. They're not just here to promote their package or their coaching package or their book. They're here to, because like I said, coming back, yeah. that's who yeah. they are. They shine love. Yeah. And you can feel it, right? Yeah. And uh, I just crave for such conversations like you, like both of you. I can see the shine and the light in both of you, you're coming from a space of service and support, and you're just wanting to genuinely uh, add value to people's lives in your community and those beyond. Um, and ideally, I want to do an in-person conversation. And I've been talking to a couple of friends, you know, setting up an amplifier, a table, and inviting people in Vancouver mm-hmm. to, so it's not just going to be an interview, it's going to be a breathwork session, it's going to be dinner, 
uh, it's going to be a workout mm. and the, you know what I mean? So it's going to be like a really good hangout session. It's not going to be just the conversation. That's my goal. <laughs> um, and speaking of collaborating. So what yeah. I want to do is I actually want to invite you. I want to see how we can connect you with my yoga school. Yeah. I think that we would love the breathwork session. Yeah. I think they were we spoke about it. If you remember, I think this was what, six months back or something. Yeah. 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 More than happy to do so, uh, you know, and the other thing is also in terms of going to your point about burnout, I love burnout if it is coming <laughs> through this practice because I get to influence people's lives, you know, yeah. this is my service, this is my seva, right. uh, and if, you know, God forbid I don't want to burn out, I, I, I'm mindful in that sense, but if I'm doing it for the right reasons, then so be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. That's beautiful. Excellent. Um, Um, Yeah. So I have, yeah. So I have my fun question because people think that yogis and spiritual people, like we're all, you know, holy moly and we we need to be worldly or whatever. So my fun question is, what is your favorite curse word? Oh. (laughs) I mean, that's the curse word that uh, is the most popular is fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think fuck has a way, and I'm, you know, if somebody's children are watching, you know, you can maybe edit this out, but when you say fuck, that has a way of releasing some energy and stress, right? Yeah, it is. Um, I like that one. But yeah, you know, uh, I think that's, that's, that's the word that I, that's my go-to word. I try to be mindful and respectful, but you know, sometimes it just comes out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not, <laughs> a lot of times. It's always negative. Sometimes it's like, you know, you want to go do this. Hey, you want to hang out, AJ? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, look at look at this I mountain. Fuck, it. that's amazing. It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um are, are we I, I had a little, I had a question because that um I wanted to not necessarily end on, but I wanted to yeah. get in there before we ended. Um yeah. Uh, this relates. By the way, I'm not on a timeline, so you know, don't okay. feel need to, you know, like hurry it up. I'm good. <laughs> so, right. so, yeah. so, yeah, ask the way. So, we, um, like in our podcast, you know, we, we really try to just connect this human experience, this societal, this everyday hustle and bustle experience, especially right. um, when it comes to uh, the hood and different places where it doesn't always reach, you yep. know, so. Yep so popular yeah um, and racism comes up a lot you know in yeah. the community and different yeah. people feel affected by it so i'm going to go to this paper and not act like i i memorized it and i and i know it so well so oh, yeah yeah because i want to make sure i ask it how you know how i have it here so yeah. i did notice um and, and we both have noticed that not many especially um pop like uh, well-known spiritual teachers direct yeah. discuss racism when they when they yeah. talk the, their day-to-day, you know, practices and what you should do. So yeah. um, I wanted to say, uh, what would you say to those who feel deeply affected by racism and they don't, they're not sure how a spiritual practice even helps because I don't have time for that. I mean, I got, I'm, I'm too busy dealing with this, the real, you know, this is what's real out here. You know, this is what right. us and just that mentality you know, what do you say to those who feel that spirituality just like they don't have time for, it or it may not even help. Right, right, right. That's such a deep question, you know. Um, I might tear up. Um. 
but the other day and this has not happened before but i was uh, coming back from a workshop a breathwork workshop with a friend of mine and i was entering the bus and on the way you know i was waiting down the bus and there was this person who was i think he had mental illness or something or but when we went on the bus he sat at the back of the back of the bus and you know just started passing xenophobic comments like racist comments and you know canada for the most part is really good i've never had this issue before <sighs> but it did happen you know and uh, how do you deal with this uh, what do you do right uh, the person's obviously mentally ill um, and it's challenging and you know i feel bad for people around the world in the usa canada who are going through this because it should not be this should not have be a conversation right right yeah it should, like, it should not be it should not happen and i think the reason why we do spirituality is we go we transcend beyond skin and color and body shape and all the, these things that shouldn't really matter in the grand scheme of things we're beings of light and part of us being spiritual is realize, realizing that you are light and i am light and and that's what connects us and we should be talking about nutrition and breath work and, and <laughs> yoga and all these things that can really remind us who of who we truly are and there are going to be um you know elements that are racist and xenophobic and lower vibrational beings but uh, you know sometimes it's it's just good to send forgiveness and and love maybe they've had a tough childhood maybe they did not were not exposed to the right media or the right people um for the first seven years of our life we are very impressionable right and so what happens during these first seven years is so critical because it look it 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 guides our way of li- living and and our outlook mm-hmm. um and so two things from this is one is i'm trying to do my best if given an opportunity for children because they are really are the beacons of hope for the future they're going to be the leaders of tomorrow the politicians the artists and the engineers and so if we can do something for the children unfortunately we see a lot of trafficking going on right now a lot of crimes towards children so so they're the huge opportunity what you know we can do our best to you know address racism with adults but if we start with the kids that's where we can make the biggest impact and also do our our part in terms of uh, addressing racism or you know having discussions where racism happens maybe not obviously but systematic racism is also a thing right uh, so the more we have these cons- these conversations and and involve everybody right not just involve one denomination one group but everybody white and black and brown and you know whoever would like to be a part of this conversation to bring them together but also the other thing is not to have emotional reactions if you know what i mean so a lot of times sometimes we have this cancel culture where somebody just because they have expressed themselves we try to cancel them and shut them down right yeah. and i think dialogue and discussion is where people from all backgrounds come together leave their emotions at home open and engage in dialogue mm-hmm. so that we can come to a new understanding of what this challenge is and find a solution to it mm-hmm. so that is my two two thoughts but you know it just comes at such a right time where i had that experience and i was with a female friend and i didn't i didn't know what to do right it's it was night time it was 11:30 and what do you do about this okay. but um we got to do our part in preventing 
such things from happening in the future and most importantly having these discussions which really i feel need to happen around the world hmm. yeah thank you i don't know if it landed well but you know I... no <laughs> that was a uh beautifully said by you know a spiritual being so thank you thank you thank you thank you um and uh, i don't know if you can hear our dog whining in the background so he's mm. bringing us to a close <laughs> <laughs> i want a dog i want to get a dog which dog do you have what what is it like a mark i have a blue nose blue nose pit bull yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah i love pit bulls you know yeah. i've seen all these videos on youtube these days one yes. of the cutest dogs. He's uh, so dog. yummy. He's so sweet. Just I just, really? just love him uh, to death. Um, so we are going to bring this beautiful chat to an end, but hopefully not the end of the conversation. We want to, you know, yeah. continue to stay in touch. Um, and just want to say that thank you for being such a, a great example and such a role model. And I just wanted to thank the people out there that AJ is so accessible and so approachable that he has 4.3 million downloads. But if you email him, he is going to email you back. Not somebody mm -hmm. in his camp. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like he's very personable. He really is here to be of service. He's very selfless in that way. And it goes a long way um, because we really don't get that with people of your caliber who has a podcast, you know, that is is a uh, has reached that level. Um, so to Thank you. be so personable with us, just to show us that we're all people, we're all connected. You know, no matter how many downloads we have or yeah. how many we don't have, that yeah. we're still all connected, and I'm still accessible. So absolutely, so yeah, very very yeah. very grateful. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, this is this has been a real treat uh, to to have this discussion with you. Absolutely. It's been, it's, it's been my honor to have this wonderful, conscious discussion. Amazing questions, by the way. And I really appreciate you, you know, having me on your show and the wonderful work that you're doing in starting this podcast and the vision that you have. I know that you have a vision, mm -hmm. but of impact and, 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 and changing, influencing society in a positive way. Yeah. And so we're going to pick up the conversation of the, the collaboration of the breathwork with the yoga school um, really soon after this, probably tomorrow. I'll reach out to you and see how we can get that underway. But uh, yeah, so thank you so much, AJ. And yes. uh, we will be in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Such a beautiful really nice connecting with both of you. Good night. Good night. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at I am not that underscore podcast. And if you have any questions or any comments of any kind, we'd love to hear from you. That would be our email addresses. I am not that podcast at gmail.com. I am not that podcast at gmail.com. So yes, we'd love to hear from you till next time.